Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Wrist Cheese Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Bro Dinky, and with me, as always, is my friend, Schmidt. Schmidt, what's going on, kiddo? Oh, you know, the average daily. How's everything going with you? Good. You know, kids are up and down, sick all the time, coughing, sneezing every which way. Um, other than that, everything's pretty good. Uh, we have on the docket tonight, episode 68, and you know what that means. One episode uh, closer to 70, of course. I mean, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Know. 70. No. <laughs> I was like, where are we going with this? Well, the the, the joke there was that next episode is 69. Yeah, and, yeah but... next. I, I got that. <laughs> God, 69 episodes. I mean, 68 episodes right now, but next week will be 69 episodes. Yeah, and, and this episode should, should take us over the 80,000 download mark. 80,000? Are you serious? I thought yeah. we just hit 75. Hey. There's no way we're pushing that close to 100. Things move fast, bro. Well, thank you, listeners. It does. It it really does mean the world. Yeah, big shout-outs to you. And uh, because we know you are a fan of this gentleman, uh, I'm trying to help him out a little bit. Our friend Strap Habit is doing a giveaway $150 gift certificate for his 4,000 follower milestone. So yes. if you want to get in on that, head over to his page. I'm sure there's a little little something something you got to do to enter but yeah it's uh somebody's going to win 100 150 dollars for free so which is a lot of straps from strap yeah. that's for sure so i think if i remember correctly cuz i did the, i i did this recently um you have to comment on the post tag two buddies repost the 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 announcement to your stories and then you got to just sign up for the newsletter or the email blast Okay. All right. Well, and it I makes you work that, for it. But that, that's it. Yeah. That's I mean, just to weed out the yeah. um. It's to yeah, weed you, out the people who who are who really get the people who really want it in the giveaway. That's what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and to weed out the bots. You know? Yes, <laughs> like that's what I was many, saying. Weed out know, the bots. There's the a lot fakes. of bots in the comments. Yeah. So so you got to do a little extra stuff off the platform to 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 be qualified. But I uh, I mean, heck, if I can win one hundred and fifty dollars worth in strap habit straps, like all my boys are getting straps. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was my joke is <laughs> i don't want to see none of you using this for a brodeki strap when it comes out <laughs> i year. saw that i saw that post i was like day charity you don't free. get stuff for free yeah that's right that's right that's a charity <laughs> strap that's different uh um yeah so that's cool give him a uh a little look see on that and uh you know i i want to help him out because i always appreciate when people are easy to collaborate with like as a person who does a eh, fair amount of collaborating of sorts on different levels with people, I always appreciate when people are like timely and like communicate well and stuff. And also when I don't have to do everything, like when people are like, Hey, we should do something. I'm like, okay. And then they're like, all right. So what do you got? Like when we talk again and I'm like, well, I have something. Do you have anything? And they're like, uh, not really. And I'm like, hey. like, yeah. I never have to do that with him. He's always on top of stuff. You know, we always have ideas to throw at each other. I appreciate that. Shout out to you, bud. Anyways, uh, moving on as we do to new stuff. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, last week we got bombarded with APs. And then the day after, they literally dropped an entire another bombardment. Of watches. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to do with them anymore. There were so many. It was a lot. I, 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 maybe they're they're making up for for everything that they have not done in the past. I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
but they always seem like they drop a few watches like every single year, especially some some of note, you know. But this year was like bam, bam, Good bam, God. bam, bam. It's just constantly. And I maybe it's because they know they're all gonna be so difficult to get that they just have to like release so many options to give people diversity of which to go after i mean that's the only logical explanation that i can think of because i know the ap has done a lot of hitters in the past but they're like you know one or two references and so all of the community is trying to get those one or two references and so basically it's 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 quite literally impossible right that is so, something i was talking to you know red, red bar new york has a couple couple of people who collect in the heavy hitter realm <laughs> and so i was talking to somebody and they were talking about i was like you know you have anything on the radar because i know he likes fancy stuff and he's like well you know it depends what comes out from people like ap actually is who we mentioned he's like mm -hmm. you know i'm looking at it for a ceramic and stuff like that i'm like yeah i get that i get that so if they drop everything or most of it up front then people like him can sort of map out well th these are my priorities this is what i want you to get me because Let's face it. If you if you're already getting watches from them, you have priority. So, yeah, absolutely. I guess absolutely. I guess that, that is favorable for people like him who. Well, I mean, and, and, and you're, that, an you're an established client, right? Right. You're not you're not some Joe Schmo coming out the street trying to establish yourself. This is a guy that's probably built his his profile as a spending client over years, and you know, it takes it takes time to cultivate those relationships to be meaningful. And if you reciprocate, you know, monetarily to to that respective brand, the brand will in turn reciprocate to you in kind. So, uh, and certainly your AD, right? Because they they help facilitate that. So, yeah. Uh, or I, I I guess in this case for AP the boutique, right? Um, but it all comes down to to you know pay for play, right? You got to pay to play. Did you hear something wild? Actually, now that I just remembered this, so I'm talking to him. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, I. I happen to notice he had a let's just call it a very fancy perpetual Trinity watch on his wrist the last time, mm -hmm. and uh, I commented about it. And he's like, "Funny story." He goes, "I got that watch, and day of, he's like, I took it out, I wound it, crown fell right out." No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. No way. And he's like, it was right before the holidays, and they still. He got on the phone. They got their watchmaker, like almost off the plane, who was leaving for vacation. Got him back there and fixed it because, like, obviously that's embarrassing as all hell. Yeah, but like, See, whoa. and this is this is <laughs> why I want to hear nobody say anything about QC issues. Like, when you make as many watches as some of these brands do, like things are bound to happen. It's not because it's a poor quality product. It's just some things get overlooked and. You know, everyone's trying to rush out their products to to meet the market demand, especially now. I mean, there's more people interested in buying Paddock than probably the entirety of Paddock's history. You know, like yeah. nobody knew about Paddock. It was only for the very, very uber, you know, uh, wealthy or elites or anything like that. And I'm not saying that that's what you're talking about. But, you know, it's it's crazy that that sometimes we we often forget that we assume that everything should be 100 percent perfect all the time. And that's quite literally impossible. Yeah. But that's crazy. Especially yes. one of the Holy Three. Yes. The Holy Trinity. Very, very crazy. All right. So those aside, even though there was just a million 
AP watches. And if you really need to see them all, you can go check out the meme with Neo I put up where he's stopping the bullets. That was so funny. When I saw that, when you saw <laughs> you, and the thing I love about this is I never know what you're going to post. People have asked me, like, in, in other comments and stuff, they're like, do you know what he's going to make? I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea what he's going to post. I have no idea what he's going to say about something. And I just can't wait to see it. I like to keep people when it guessing. Goes, I do. When it goes live, and and it's always so good. Our group chat just lights up every single time you post something. I was like, oh, did you see did you see the new bro meme? And I'm like, nope, but I will now. And it, that Neo one was so perfect. I, I literally was laughing, like old school laughing, just bursting out loud, rolling my ass on the floor, right? Um, that kind of laughing was great. The one today kind of had me, as I was making it, it kind of got me. The one with uh, Kate Winslet floating on the door with the watch boxes. And she's like, "Sorry, oh, bro." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Like, no, ah. <laughs> and then, and then you're, then you're like, I always come up with a perfect caption after I've already posted. I do it. that so often. Sometimes I'll just delete it, and if it really sucks, I'll delete that old caption and just throw it in there. But today I was like, "Oh, this one's kind of funny." And then the other one came to me when I was talking to somebody. I was like, "Oh, ah." But yeah, ah. you know, it happens. What are you gonna it do? It's all right. Um, so. Uh, APs aside, I guess we'll get into the new stuff. Uh, I think this one's going to probably wind up in brands neither of us have heard about the next time we do that or if we do that again. So I think the way you pronounce this is Maraud. And the model is called the Antigua. Mm-hmm. From what I take it, they're a Belgian company that makes Swiss watches. <laughs> and this one is a 40 millimeter chronograph. You can get it in black or white. And I think it says they offer on bracelet, even though they only show a lot of it on strap. But these are really neat looking, at least. They're they're pretty vintage inspired. This is a lot of what we were talking about last time when we were trying to come up with a solution for Tag Heuer. Yeah. Like when I saw these, I was like, oh, this is exactly what we were talking about. Like how you're similar idea, the skipper, this, you know, yeah, the, I mean, the bi-compacts good. with the colors. It, it, it's so fun. It's so sporty, but yet it's still not it's not laughable. It's not comical, right? No, it looks very cool and it looks sophisticated in a way that's fun and in a way that's enjoyable. And I love the fact that they went for an old school, like regatta chronograph approach. That to me is cool. And as far as I understand, it's kind of like a resurrected movement from, from what I gathered too. So it's a manual one movement. Landeron, Landeron 248. Yeah. Landeron 248. It honestly looks, you know, from just like a cursory glance it looks very similar to to like an old 321 movement and you know what i read about it is that i think landron was one of the first companies to swap over to a cam system oh okay which is interesting let me see i don't see yeah it's it looks like it does have a cam i don't see a column wheel so it's gotta have a cam system yeah, but it looks it looks very similar to to like an old school three twenty one. Not that it is a three twenty one movement, yeah. but it has a lot of similar architecture in the way the movement is designed. And I mean, I think these were in watches pretty early on, so I can't imagine there were too many broad movement designs at that point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean the uh, the thing that that's kind of interesting about the industry, especially at this time too, is so many companies were using 
different movement manufacturers because yes. they were the experts at that type of movement. Especially with chronographs. I mean, yeah, especially with chronographs. I mean, you know, some of the original guys, you know, like, uh, like, like Jaeger, I mean, it was a perfect example. Like he was somebody that trained specifically on chronograph movements and was a chronograph expert and went on to make some of the most complicated complications in chronographs ever. And the same was true of a lot of well-known watchmakers themselves today. Cause you know, let's be honest, so many watch brands were, were named after their respective founders or the watchmakers that started the company or right. the partnership or whatever it might be. So, so many of those people were very good at making one specific type of chronograph or one, I'm sorry, one specific type of complication. And they became experts that basically would sell to all of the manufacturers at the time. Yeah. Pretty interesting. And so these folks went a little bit of the Grand Seiko route. They, they, they have uh, reasonings behind their colors. So their black is supposed to be evocative of a volcanic beach around Mount Fuji and the, the cream is supposed to be uh, the soft sand of Belgium. And these are a 200-piece limited edition, so if you really like it, go grab it. It is, however, $1,911, which is not cheap. No, but fair price, I think. The timepiece looks really nice. I mean, it, it looks really good. Yeah, I would and... certainly... The, the sand dial one, I would certainly scoop that out if I, if I, had, if I had the option. I don't. But if I did, I, I, I would. And what's interesting about this is I saw the press release for this and I was like, I thought that name sounded familiar. And when you and I were talking about this before we started recording, you know, it, it finally came to me. This was a company that I was following right around the time that Baltic was first doing their their first ever Kickstarter launch or crowdfunding campaign to to basically produce what would become um, the Aquascaf, right? Okay. And their first, this Maraud company, their first timepiece was a diver's watch called the Bonaire that was basically, I would say when it was posted, it must have been within a week of of of, uh, of uh, Baltic's posting because it popped up and then Baltic popped up, you know, before, after, and it, it just kind of stole the show. And I had a collector buddy of mine that was basically going to order one of these two watches. And he asked me, he's like, I want to get one for you because, you know, I think you re really like it. You're into diving. Which one would you choose? And I told him, you know, uh, I, I think I'd like the Baltic. I just think the aesthetics to, to me look better. And so he ended up getting that for me. And so I have one of the original Aquascaps. Nice. I'm looking back at it now and I'm kind of like, man, I, I almost wish I would have picked the other one. Just because it would be more obscure, you know, because there's a lot of people that have Baltics now, you know, like I've never seen like once these original watches sold out, I don't think I've ever seen a restock of them. Interesting. So, but the watches look great. The Bonaire is a great looking piece. I, I wish it was a mainstay in the collection and all three of the models are, are sold out um, and I haven't seen them relaunch. So I don't really, I didn't even know this, this brand was still around, to be honest with you. And then they drop a, you know, vintage inspired regatta chrono, and I'm just like, what? Really? Okay. Yeah, I guess Here we'll we see. go. Moving on, we got a couple of Space Watch reissues or alterations, at least. 
So the Accutron astronaut is making its comeback, which was flown in the 1960s, kind of overshadowed by the moon launch and all that. But this was indeed a space flown watch. For people who are unfamiliar, this is a 24-hour time watch, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Not something you see every day. You can see them in some things like Glycine has some and some uh, pilot watches and things will have 24-hour time. But this is 24 hours for one rotation around the dial, which is pretty neat. Um, Yeah, it comes in 41 mils by 13.8. 22 on the strap, which is interesting. Okay. But all right. I mean, it, it, it comes on a funky bracelet anyway. I don't know if you'd take this off the bracelet. It kind of fits the aesthetic pretty yeah, perfectly. Yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the bullet bracelet. Yeah. But it's 300 pieces this run, and it's going to be 3,500 bucks. Yeah. Which, again, I'll, 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 <laughs> I will say this. I mean, I love it. If I had $3,500 to drop down on a Bulova, uh, I would I would get it, but you know at that price I'd buy you know two two Marad Chronos. <laughs> I mean let's be honest, um, but it's an interesting complication too, especially because it is a a uh, a twenty four hour watch. So basically this is like like you said, um, uh, the one that you left out was the uh, the the Breitling, ah, the, yes. the Cosmonaut. That's kind yes, of the Cosmonaut. most the most common one that that, that you'll see in in a twenty four hour timer. Yes. Uh, which is interesting though, because you know, at first glance, I didn't realize that it wasn't until I started reading some of the press briefings, and I'm like, oh, it's a it's a 24 hour. Um, because you'll notice that it, you know it looks like it has a normal GMT bezel, but basically both halves are divided into 12 hour segments. So it's kind of a it's kind of a weird riff on the on that type of bezel, but it's certainly a cool complication. Um, I don't know if I'm somebody that would enjoy trying to do the mental math initially to start figuring out. <laughs> what what my time is because you know wherever your hands are going to be are completely different um since basically they'll only make one revolution in one day but for some people that might be extremely helpful um so if you're a pilot or or an astronaut where you know you don't really have a day or night reference which is why this is an important kind of complication uh this might be a cool way to do it yeah or even medical right medical usually uses 24 hours yeah time. yeah yeah my wife is one of those people so she thinks in twenty four hour time. Yeah, I'm like, I too. don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't compute that. It's not me. I just look down and see where my hands are in, in twelve hour increments. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, other space watch is the uh, Bulova Lunar Pilot. They are shrinking it down a bit to forty three point five. Yep. But you are losing the date. Wow, big which loss. Will be a, uh, I was gonna say big. Well, for some people, <laughs> it's gonna loss. be a deal breaker. But you other know what? Not so much. They didn't discontinue the other one. Apparently, no. it's still going to be in the collection. So if you need the two extra millimeters and the date, go go buy the original. But for all of the original, you know, versions of the Lunar Pilot, if you will, which by the may by the way was made by UG. Uh, if you didn't know that, there's a there's a rumor it was made by Universal Genève. Very interesting. Yeah, because uh, yeah, there's a whole there's a whole story about it. Anyway, um. It uh it was made by UG for Bulova, essentially because they needed like a Swiss chronograph to compete or something. There's like a whole thing about it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the original didn't have a date, so like, why would you make a watch with a date and increase the size by two millimeters? To me, it just makes logical sense to just cancel it because like the Moon Watch didn't have a date either. You know what I mean? Um, I like this watch. 
Uh, I've never owned a lunar pilot. I know plenty of people that have, and they swear by them, especially if you're looking for a chronograph to to kind of scratch the itch and you can't, you know, drop down the $6,700 or whatever it is now to, to buy a moon watch. Um, I like the fact that the size feels more natural at 43 and a half, but I was kind of shocked that they went, you know, one of them's kind of like the Snoopy route. That's what like, I was going to say is if you really <laughs> are jonesing for a Snoopy, they make a blue and white reference now too. Yeah. I, I saw that. And I was like, why did they choose? I'm like, oh, it's like the Snoopy. You can't get the Snoopy. So here's the, I mean, I, I will say this though. The color, the colorway is kind of cool. You know, I already have an OG moonwash. So maybe my, uh, maybe if I ever get a lunar pilot, it should be the, uh, the cream and the cream and blue. The only thing they made, it looks like they made the pushers blue, which I, I don't, they love. did. I don't, they love. did. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a take it or leave it kind of guy. You know, for me, this would not be like my only watch. So, like, from a point of like, is it quirky? Sure. Um, is it like, you know, gonna make or break something for me? No, not really. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, it, it's just a fun watch I'd wear every once in a while. You know. Yep. So. You know, if if it is your your daily and that's the only one, then maybe that's that's something to take into consideration, but not for me. And that comes in around nine hundred ninety five dollars, which some people might object to because it's quartz. But you know what? For a watch that can was was actually yeah, worn in su- space, it's a it's a super accurate quartz too. It's not like a it's not a schlub quartz movement, you know. Yeah. And you know. That price point for for something that's uh that's uh you know got some got some history. It was worn on the moon. I think it was Apollo fifteen or sixteen that uh that that I think it was David David Scott wore wore his uh his bull of a pilot on there. Um, look, it's an attractive looking timepiece. The only thing that kills it for me is the fact that for whatever reason Bulova cannot remove. The 262 kilohertz off the freaking <laughs> sub dial. I know. I don't know why brands do this. Nobody cares. It is not a technology that anybody understands, and it is not something that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, mine's 262 hertz. Just put it on the case back. Reminds me of the people who run marathons and put it on their bumper sticker. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> 26.2 or 20, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's so annoying. But, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's, it just... It's not necessary. Like, I know what that technology means, right? It's it's 262 kilohertz, right? I get that. But the average client has no idea what that means. So it's completely irrelevant to them as a consumer. So just put it on the case back. Like, that's where you should be advertising all your crazy, stupid technology. Your fun talking points. Yeah. It, it, it's, not, it's just a design flaw, you know? But I am glad that they went back to the uh to the old school Bulova font for this one. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you knew this. The first ever Lunar Pilots had a serif font okay. on the dial. And then a few years ago, they made a subtle change, relaunched it, but it had this new non-serif font, which was the original kind of like military Bulova font. And then they started selling both consecutively, side by side, which is weird because I've seen people with the with the new font. I've seen people with the old font, and just like it depended on the generation that you had. But this one, they kept the uh, the the original font. But like, even if you go on the website, you can see it. 
um one will have kind of like these little serifs like the the modern day Bulova logo and the original one will be uh will be different and i did see that i think if you buy a new lunar pilot right now you'll get a lunar pilot travel clock for free from Bulova. not for eight grand not for eight grand no it retails for 130 bucks ish um but it's kind of like a cool thing. It has a tribute to to Apollo 15, which is the mission that I was talking about. That was actually where the lunar pilot was worn uh, on the moon. Um, but a very, very cool piece. And who wouldn't want a free little gimmick to put on their on their coffee table or on their, their work desk? Yeah. Yep. Next up is a watch I think both you and I will be very, very happy about. Fratello is putting out a limited edition Aquastar Deep Star 2. This is the time only, not the chronograph. But you're getting the the old style, cool, big eye, small seconds action in an ice blue dial with that kind of classic H case. I like this watch so much. I've talked about it a ton of times on here. I know it, not only does it come with beads of rice, it also comes with an ice blue NATO, which is pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to go quick. If you want <laughs> one, I would, I would hop it's, on it's, it. <laughs> it's very sick. I mean, I mean, I'm in the no buying zone for a while. I mean, let's be honest. But yeah, I am too for a little bit. But I think I it all this is gonna work its way into today's today's episode somewhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, I I love it. I mean, we talked about this watch at so many times at, at different points, and and I think this colorway is very cool. Um, you know, it's it is a it is a very very nice subtle color that ice blue. It's not, you know, trying to be like a Tiffany blue or any of that nonsense. It's just kind of like this ice diver look, uh, which I really do appreciate. And then you have the little pop of color with the with the with the hand there on the dial, which I think is very nice. So limited looking to for a... 50, 50. 50? Are you serious? Yeah. That's it? Yep. Come on, RJ. You couldn't <laughs> have squeezed out at least a hundred. You would have sold them. Yeah, at fifteen forty nine euro, fifty pieces. So, if you want one, have, jump all over it. I'm gonna have to have a talk with my boy Robert Jan. Yeah, but I think I think we could say that Ice Blue is also having a bit of a moment. I mean, it has, yeah. but it's really it's making its way into a lot of pieces. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, for like sure. It was it was up in the high stuff, but now it's in a lot. Yeah, on a completely unrelated note, bro, did you ever think we would have this many product releases at the beginning of this year? Dude, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like I, I, I've said it before. I try not to make these episodes too lengthy on the new stuff, but everything is new stuff. I, know. I don't know what to do. I know. I just want a controversy. That's what I want. That's what I'm jonesing for this year. Give me a little watch controversy, and let's run with it. <laughs> So we can take a break from all this new stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, God, every time I turn around, it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. Anyway, sad right. bar, but it yeah. is what it is. I'll try to uh, <laughs> make this last one quick, one that I am enjoying very thoroughly. Seiko put out some new King Seikos, specifically one that I looked at it. I thought it was a honeycomb dial. Apparently, it's supposed to mimic turtle a tortoise shell. Oh, God. So this is the SPB365. 
it's like a brownish copper dial. It's it's in the 37 millimeter case. Um, this is limited to 1200 pieces. It's called the uh, Kikuman, not to be confused with Kikuman, the soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you know what everyone's gonna call it, the Kikuman, right? I I sure do. But um, yeah, this so this thing. I mean, it looks really good. This dial is sick. Like I really like the Seiko tries. I don't like it. I at like all. it so much. Really, I like it a lot. You know what? Maybe this they should call this one the the the. I don't know, maybe like Shredder or uh, or um, what's the 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 guy from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Bebop, Rocksteady? No, 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 no. Krang? The, like the no. I'm gonna keep going. The Rat. Oh, Splinter. Splinter. Maybe this is this one should be called the Master Splinter. <laughs> well, I mean, like I'm or nickname the Splinter, right? Like, I mean, it it's inspired after a tortoise shell. I mean, you could. I guess you could pick one of the 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 mutant ninja yeah. turtles well, to. People, somebody you know, might nitpick you with tortoise turtle, but that's it's a whole whatever. a whole side thing. However, nickname, not nickname. not only did they release this one, which is also not cheap. I think it's somewhere around two thousand euro le. But they also are now releasing these in thirty nine, a little more friendly for the masculine bros out there, in blue, green, and a white linen dial with a date. The old ones do not have the date. The smaller one. This bigger one has a date. It also has an upgraded movement to 72 hours power reserve. It's also a little thinner at 11.9. <laughs> so what you're telling me is the other version at a millimeter or so larger is better in every way? I guess it has to do with the movement. I mean, Perhaps. it's 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 more economical. It's higher power reserve. It has a date. Uh, I don't see a negative here. Well, the old other ones... Than, other than that, I don't like the dot at all. The so old... the other ones are going to have this pattern as well? No, no. It's th So the other ones are just plain old sunburst. Oh, even better. Sunburst, blue and green, and then a white linen. Even better. I think yeah. that would be attractive. This this one is just a little... I mean, it's kind of like a... like It's, it's a little like gaudy because it's like a gold dial kind of. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, this to me reminds me of like... Like eighties, nineties Versace. Okay. You know what I mean? Like just like gold emblems and it's just a lot of like very uh uh very pronounced pattern. And I know that there's gonna be people who like this, and I'm sure in person is very beautiful. It just from from what I can see in the photos, I don't particularly like it because it's it just feels very busy to me. I thought for sure this was some kind of like a samurai armor. But it's not. <laughs> that would have been cooler than a than a tortoise shell, to be honest with you. But you know, yes, yes, I do. So, yes. anyways, uh, the Seiko Master Splinter. All right, we got it. The other three that I was talking about: SPB three sixty nine, three seventy one, three seventy three, coming in at nineteen hundred fifty euro. Also, not cheap. Now, the reason yeah, I keep but... saying the words "not cheap" is because. Obviously, economic times are a little, little strange. Obviously, we know watches are not cheap. Yeah, uh, the markets are shaky. You know, we have some collectors that I know that listen that are they like to play in the affordable end, as I do. Um, maybe people are just starting out. Maybe they're just coming off of the digitals, the the cheapies, and want to move up to something or looking at it affordably and responsibly in these. Uh, Strange times filled with layoffs and weird market moves and things like that. We wanted to do an episode 
for those people. So we wanted to do the old uh, three watches under five hundo. Mm-hmm. Because I always like to think when when I listen to these, a lot of the times it's, it's it's mostly down the middle stuff, and I try not to do too much down the middle when I pick things, because one, I like to throw my own spin on things, but also for people who don't have as much exposure to everything, I like them to find the new stuff because I mean I, I think that's the fun of collecting and sharing things is you find things that you never knew existed, which we have a good one that we're going to get into shortly, but <laughs> <laughs> only because we shared our picks earlier. Though. But, uh, you know, I, I'll throw one maybe in there. That's, that's somewhat down the middle, but then the others I like to get a little, a little funky with, I don't know about yourself, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun to not only do these challenges, but also, you know, gain some exposure to things in the lower ranks. Maybe not so, uh, it's easy to get carried away with the, with the high price stuff, especially nowadays. Yeah. yeah. So I know I have a few. You have a few. We're going to try to keep it under five hundo. I did a pretty good job. I think yeah. I wound up fourteen hundred, fourteen dollars <laughs> over. I was like, "Whoa, buddy, you I missed really the mark by a lot." Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm that episode of The Office where Michael Scott gets the iPod for, uh, for Secret Santa, and it was like a forty dollar minute maximum. <laughs> yeah. But no. Uh. So it's. I think I wound up fourteen dollars over, but if you, if you use uh, the little wheel of fortune spinner on one of the sites, I think you can get under that with a discount. So bear with me. Okay. First one you have to pay full price for, cause these are not easy to get right now. And they're sold out on the website. Mostly. Uh, this is the time XQ chronograph for me. This is a slam dunk. When I saw it, I liked it. Obviously it has some hearkenings back to the, the classic chronographs of yore, right from, from a distance. It kind of has that old Paul Newman. look to it. Pretty plain Jane chronograph look. Um, you know, Panda obviously is the one I'm gonna go with. I'm I'm a Panda mm-hmm. guy. So Panda on a cream strap because that's that's how you keep it 199 and not 220 or whatever it is. <laughs> but this is a 40 millimeter by 13.5. Obviously, it's a quartz chronograph, it is a Q 18 millimeters on the lug width, 430 date for those haters. What I like about this watch, I like the Q at 12. I like that it's kind of just yeah. saying, like, come at me, bro. Like yeah, I'm, it's I'm, it's just straight up telling you exactly what it is, like yeah. no frills. Yes, absolutely. The other thing I like that they did, and this is something that I was looking at on the Lunar Pilot earlier, is that uh, they didn't put like the little halvesy index on the three or the nine where the the subdials are. They just they just mm. put a little marker, little little yeah. tiny mark, but no actual applied or anything like that. It's just a, a yeah. little notation which i i think it looks good i think it looks better in this case i i don't always like that little half index but i think this one was a slam dunk when i saw it i liked it i i've been meaning to try to maybe get my hands on one but they've been sold out and i'm not about to go bonkers you know competing over a timex it's just not worth my time but yeah i mean just just give it some time it'll be yeah. like the original queue when they, when right, they first exactly. came out they were sold out and sold out and sold out and sold out for like a year and then it's like, oh, now they're commonplace, and there's like forty different versions of them. So and they restock pretty, time. pretty decently. Yeah, they do do they do a good job, and it's a cool watch. I love the case on this because it's it's that hooded lugs like Q design. It's so cool. Um, I love the fact too that they gave you a a better, well made bracelet option than the original. It does Q. look really cool. I gotta say. It's it, like I don't really know exactly what to describe it as because I haven't really seen a bracelet much like it in recent memory um but it's 
it's almost like an a sideways I link almost or okay. like an E I could, or I like could get an down e, with that explanation. An E link, you know, like it, it's got like the you know inside profile, but a very cool uh, brace. It's mostly matte. It's got little high polished sections to it. Um, integrated, you know, because it's it, it goes underneath the case. But I love the design of it. I think it's very cool. I like the fact that this watch is derivative, but it's not a copy in any way. Yeah. Um, I love the uh the Martini Olive Seconds hand here, which you know we we are a big fan of. So there you go. But you know, it's a good piece. I can't hate this watch. I really want to see one in person. I know yeah. one of my local collector buddies does have one. I just haven't been able to link up with him and, and see it in person. But he said the movement's great. The accuracy is really good. I mean, it is quartz. Um, but it's exactly with what you would expect for what around two hundred. 199. Or 199. Okay. There you go. So even better. Yeah. So that's my first pick, my opening salvo, if you will. So why don't you lay one on me? Your opening salvo. All right. Well, I'm going to start out with the uh the least expensive that I have of the bunch. Um, I think every, you know, especially if you're gonna do a a three watch collection, you're gonna need something that could be pretty tough. Um, and something that you can really, really beat up. So for me, I have to go old school get a G-Shock and the specific version that I chose for myself because I absolutely love it. I do own this reference is the, uh, it's a Casio G-Shock DW 6610 SU-8. This was, I think, part of their like military series that came out with a few years ago. And basically they made a, a version that was in a black a version like in a uh, like an olive drab green, and then this one is my favorite colorway, which is like a matte gray. It's like gunmetal. Uh, yeah, it's so it's it's a it's a non reflective gray, so there's no metallic sheen to it. It's very flat, almost like a cement color. Yeah, and then the bezel around it is black, and then the screen is almost like a blacked out version of the screen. So it's very tactical, very military, but it's just super low key. I wear it all the time for just whenever I feel like I need to beat it up or beat something up or, or do something crazy around the house, you know, chase a toddler, whatever it might be that I might, you know, damage a nicer watch. Um, this is my, one of my go-tos. It's super inexpensive. I think the retail price is a hundred dollars. Uh, right now, Amazon is selling it for 78 bucks. It's honestly one of those things too, that's so inexpensive, relatively speaking in watches that you could give it as a gift to somebody. Um, and just who doesn't love an old school G-Shock? And for me, you know, I know there's, there's a lot of people out there that are diehard, like Cassio fans and diehard, you know, uh, um, you know, John Mayer style G-Shocks. This has always been my favorite style of G-Shock was, which is the original thin square version from the 1980s. And to me, that's, that's the, that's the quintessential G-Shock. Yeah. I'm a D-dub kind of guy myself. Gotta, gotta, gotta admit they're classic, man. They're thin, they're light, they're small bezel. It's just a really, really nice compact package, and it looks good all the time. So go get you one. These are super cheap, fun, and you can beat the ever-living crap out of it. It's a G-Shock. So. Yeah, and you got to like on this one the little hints of red. Mm-hmm. Nice touch. And I'm a big fan of the – I can't remember what the proper name for this is, but the reversed white numerals on the back black, black yeah. background because – Legibility is just so much better that way. Yeah. I will say this though, it does get a little tricky to see at night as like the you know, the darkness starts to creep in to to finish out the day. 
uh, if you don't remember which button is your backlight, say you, got the <laughs> you do have the illuminator, but you have to remember too where the illuminator is on your yeah, watch. Yeah. And, and sometimes if you own multiple G-Shocks, they're in different positions based on what the watch can do. So sometimes I'll find myself trying to hit all the buttons. Just to adjusting get light everything. Up. I just remember the old school days where you had the giant G button and that's what you push. And that would be <laughs> yes. You yes, remember that? Yes. Oh, those are the good old days. Just like the big red button on the front. That's the one that you touch always. That's the one. I remember when I first figured out how to use the Indiglo, I was like, this thing doesn't glow. And I was like, push the crown. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Indiglo. There you go, yeah, that baby. That was cool. That was very cool. <clears throat> All right. Up next for me, this is a watch that I actually own. You can get them on Joma Shop right now for 99 bucks. So if you can hit that spinner and get like a 20% off or something, this will put me under two to 500 bucks. This is the Seiko 5 SNX. S77. Uh, it's a 37 millimeter. I'm going to hold it up here. It oh, basically yeah. looks like the newer Oyster Perpetuals, but it has a day and date. Yeah. And this one has a blue sunburst dial that is just awesome. The loom is really good on it. It's a uh, it's a Shaco, so it's a 7S26. <laughs> is Shaco that what they movement. call it, Shaco? Call I it. like that. I've never heard anybody call it that, but that's so pity. It, it's a Shaco. Uh, it's got, yeah, like I said, day and date, exhibition case back. It's got the old badge. If you're not a fan of the uh, middle school S on the new ones, it's got the old the sort Superman of Superman. S. Yeah. But uh, it the bracelet it comes on kind of sucks. But Uncle Seiko makes a fitted Jubilee for it. I have mine on a straight link Jubilee, but it really kills, man. Honestly, for as cheap as it is, it it's a pretty darn good looking watch. I really can't hate it on this at all. No, it it's does look cool. good. It's just cool. But and uh, your, yours is the is is it the blue dial? Yeah, blue dial. So there's so there's also a silver dial. It's like a rhodium, yeah. And and then there's a like an anthracite gray dial. Dang, these are nice looking. Yeah, they're pretty sneaky. And I know people who have them. They have a decent following of people that I've seen. But I saw Uncle Sago came out of the bracelet, please. And I was like, bro, that was so overdue. You have no idea. Because the original, it sucks. It's a folded link bracelet. But, yeah. You know, it, well, I, I mean, again, you're buying a day-date automatic movement from Seiko for, 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 for nothing. I mean, I mean, let's just put this in perspective. The retail price of that Casio G-Shock I was just talking about was $99, right? So, I mean, with that with a little disky, you're getting basically a, a day-to-date mechanical watch for right. the same price. I mean, there's always going to be little there's always going to be something left to be desired. You know, but as we've talked about before, man, it's a strap change. Put it put the damn thing on a NATO. Like it's not that it's not that serious. Yeah. You know, so I, I always find it so funny that people get so uppity. They're like, well, you know, I spent two hundred dollars. Like, it should have come with what? Like a solid steel bracelet with solid end links and like a milled clasp. Like, come on. If it did, it would be three hundred dollars more. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, take things for what they are and yeah, just enjoy. You got to accept the trade offs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, somebody out there like myself has purchased a Vostok. You know, scuba dude, those braces are just notoriously known to just like rip skin, like not tear hair. They tear, they like, they will cut you. They're so bad. <laughs> you just, you automatically know to just take it off the bracelet. Like it's kind of the unwritten rule. You know, it's like something you just do that and, and, and move on, keep it moving. So there you go. 
This is a cool pick. You know, I've always seen these and I always assumed that they were like super old vintage versions. Because this looks very, very 70s to me. Go on. The watch you just talked about. Oh, I thought you meant, I thought you were going into your pick. I was like, I'm no, no, I, I had to, I had to finish this off because, like, I, I, I've, I've seen people post these, but I always assumed that they were like a vintage. Well, version. they look a lot like the '70s Orients, the with the three stars. Oh, maybe that's what it is. It looks a lot like those that also okay. come with really cheap bracelets. They're all also kind of neat looking, but it looks a lot. It does look a lot like those. But yeah, these these okay. do look like a, a pretty vintage model. But again, it's 37 millimeters, so it kind of fits the bill. And does it have does it have the colored days? It does. <sighs> I love that about Seikos. It's like Saturday, blue, Sunday, red, red block. Yeah, <laughs> you ever see that? <laughs> yes, yes. He's literally just a red block. <laughs> the first, they, they the first to... one I ever got, I was like, "Oh my god, I got scammed! It's a fake." I'm so, I'm so serious. Well, really, I was like, "This can't be right." I was like, "This is a fake." I got scammed. Yeah. They used to do it a lot more on the divers, right? It was mostly on the divers that I saw the red block. It was a turtle. It was a turtle. Yeah, the one. That oh, I okay, had. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, "That's that's odd." All right, you are up, my friend. Oh well, I will just say this: Watchfinder did do a video on this watch, so there you go. It's got some. It's got some real orological chops. Okay. If uh if Watchfinder's covering it on this YouTube channel, uh okay cool so moving on to my next uh my next pick, uh I think every every three watch collection's gotta have a little bit of a dressy piece in it, uh and then and then this one for me uh is a watch that I've had my eye on for a while, a good friend of mine had the original, uh but there was a few things that were kind of a quibble about it that that left uh me not wanting to go and get it. Uh, I think this one solved a lot of that, and uh, I'm glad that Timex has done a, a update. So, uh, bro had a Timex. I'm going to have a Timex as well. This is the brand new 2023 Timex Marlin 34 millimeter hand wound movement. So, this is a steel case. It is a silver sunbrushed dial with yellow gold accents on the hands and the markers. It has more of like a vintage almost art deco like 12 3 6 9 uh but still very 50s if you will because that's really where the marlin comes from it's the 1950s 1960s but it has a very kind of art deco block set uh, for the numerals really really funky this is the same type of dial design that they did on the automatic marlins that also were released this year in the blue and the green colorways which we've covered previously on this show those look so good they look great i mean but that one was just a slightly above my budget for, for, for picking this watch. So I decided to go with something different. Plus, you know, you go digital, you go hand wind, you go something else that would be uh that would be a, a change for my next pick. But ultimately, what I love about this watch is the original beautiful piece. Um basically, from what I understand, it's uh it's basically a, a, a non-automatic seagull movement, which okay. People have timed out the accuracy. They said they're pretty reliable. They said they have pretty good accuracy, so nothing nothing to quibble there. But the strap really sucked on the original, like really bad. <laughs> um, it was this like faux lizard and like almost like a high polish like satin sheen to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it like really exacerbated the fact that it was fake looking. Uh, and so it was always an immediate thing. Like you buy that Marlin, you immediately change the strap because it was very plasticky. It was very stiff in, in the weirdest places. Uh, 
and it just looked cheap, right? So this time they toned down the strap and they went for a, just a slim, thin, what looks like black calfskin with a matching stitching, no texturing, no patterning, nothing, just very simple and, and very stoic in its design. And I love that because the dial on the Marlin has always been the, the signature feature. You know, as, as inexpensive as these watches really are, the dial and the, and the design and what they've put into it to make them attractive certainly comes through. And putting on that old school, like, plasticky lizard strap really detracted from that beauty. Uh, I think this really enhances it. So in all the little videos that I've seen and the people that have posted this piece, uh, it looks much more muted. The dial really sings with the with the yellow gold markers. And I think, you know, you pair that with that silver sunbrush dial. It's it's certainly very, very attractive. Yeah, and I like the choices they made with that. I like that they went with black stitching as to not to detract from the dial. Obviously, the accents on the dial are black, so that's good. But the gold is not obnoxious. No. Right? Gold tone can be obnoxious. This is not obnoxious at all. It's pretty tame. For me, this is a great watch for, I mean, anybody. But, like, this just, like, dads across the board. I know my buddy actually got his dad a Marlin. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, there you can't miss. I mean, look at it. It's it's beautiful. It's classy. It, it's a brand that everybody knows. And it's knows. a cool way to do it a two-tone. the job. It's a cool two-tone, too, and I love that, too. And uh, price. I mean, I don't think I mentioned this yet, but retail price is $199. You know, and as you mentioned with with, uh, with Timex, you might be able to get – sometimes you you sign up for an email blast or whatever. You get a 15% off coupon. So, you know, first order type situation. Yeah. So, you know, there, it, there's ways to get this timepiece even cheaper than that. Um, but, I mean, at $200, you're getting, a, you know, a, a very good-looking timepiece from a very historic American brand. And it's cool to see that they're that they're going back into the roots because they have such a rich catalog that it was just it's just begging for it to come back. Be tapped. Oh man. And they started it with the Q, man. I mean, like that was really the catalyst for, for Timex going full send, and uh, and I'm here for it. Well, I mean, I can't imagine how much money they made on that first run of Qs. Oh, I mean, it's like it's like all of a sudden Timex is being featured on Houdinki and everyone just like stopped. And I was like, all right, not, this watch not is cool. Only, not only was that a big watch, but it was also right around the time Pepsi was making its comeback. The Pepsi bezel. It was right around the oh, Rolex yeah, GMT, yeah, yeah. the Tudor GMT. Yeah. Pepsi was becoming a thing again. And they just hit the ground running with that. And they it was just like the super right place, right time alternative, you know? Right place, right time. Yeah, they must have been using one of those spy balloons. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Predicting the future with the spy balloon. All right. My last one is I'm, I went with my I left my uh, my tough mutter for last. I'm going with the Marathon GPQ. You can find these on Long Island Watch. That's the guy, Mark, my Long Island, uh, my fellow Islander. Uh, he's got them for 216. GPQ stands for General Purpose Quartz. And this is a military-inspired watch. It's made to military spec, which is why it's 34 millimeters, and it has only a 16-millimeter lug width. But that is the spec that they made it to. It's oh, an official yeah. military spec. Yeah, and both are, mill ships. Yeah, and, and you're going to be getting this on a very slim selection of NATO straps. Some people do offer 16s. I looked. I looked for the hell of it. They do offer 16s. You know, 
back in the day, they used to offer more 16s, and everyone was like, nah. I mean, it's skinny. It is. It is super skinny, yeah, for sure. But it, it's a cool watch. The The case is a high composite, uh, high impact composite. It's got a high torque at a quartz movement. Is it's it got, bioceramic? You know, it might be. I, I didn't check. It might be a proprietary. Very special. <laughs> and in a pretty typical field watch, it's got the normal 12 indices on, on the, the inside, the 24-hour scale. You get tritium tubes, which is cool. So you get a bright green loom all the time, and at the 12 is an orange, which is very neat. And a little look, a couple little cool things. You get the, the radiation logo on there, which I always yeah. like. I'm a big fan yeah. of. But, you know, it's stealthy. It's black on black on black. Murdered For out. Me, yeah. It fits a lot of the bill we talk about a lot of the time. Black's coming back, the, the whole mm-hmm. murdered out look and everything. But it, it's it's just a cool watch. and You know, you could beat the crap out of it, and it, it's just going to do the job you want it to. Yeah. No frills. As it should be. Yeah. As it should be. And I think everyone, uh, everyone should have a marathon at some point in their collection. Or have experiences one because it's such a cool brand that's just really kind of existed in the background. Like I feel like Marathon is one of those like if you know, you know kind of brands. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the watch community that are very diehard into into military design pieces and and uh and then and you know, they're very familiar. But there's a lot of people that are just like, you know, enthusiasts that are getting into the hobby. They have no idea about this brand because they don't really advertise. They don't really have any marketing. It's mostly they rely on their retailers and, and people that kind of push and sell their products and wares to kind of really get the message out. Um, but, you know, Marathon's been producing watches. I think they're based in Canada, but they've been producing watches for, you know, military units all over the world. They have uh, versions of their timepieces with the the U.S. Marine Corps logo, the, yeah. the Canadian uh, military logo, you know, they have a maple leaf on it. Uh, it's very cool to see that. So it's not often that you know a civilian can buy those types of things, or or even a service member uh, can get those. But this GPQ watch has always been one of those watches that's like been on my radar, but I've just never pulled the trigger on it. And I don't know why, because like I know I would love it. For sure. It's just like you know I would love to see the tritium tube like just light up in my in my watch box without having to hit it with a black light. I would totally rock a sixteen millimeter single pass NATO like no problem. Like it would be just straight up my alley. I just haven't ever pulled the trigger and I don't know why. I think part of the reasons I don't know which color one I would get because they make the black one, but they also make like a, a desert and like, a, a desert, like a, yeah. I think there's an OD green one yeah, as well. They make which some is, cool stuff, man. You got to check is, them out. Yeah. It's, it's totally cool. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to, have to finally bite the bullet and add one. Cause I mean, it's just one of those things like it's so inexpensive. It's there. But it's so inexpensive, like it's there and it'll kind of like always be there. You know what I mean? There's always something else that comes up that you're like, yeah. yeah and it comes in a more. tiny little cardboard box. Oh, yeah. I mean, because again, it's government issued. Yeah. It's literally no frills. Like if you're expecting this like, you know, two to three hundred dollar little watch to be special and come, you know, it's they th- they give it to you like in a rucksack. Like <laughs> it's like here's a here's a crappy cardboard box. Let's hope it didn't break in shipping. Because this is what your what your uh your your supply commander is going to get you off base. Like they're going to come in this cardboard box and he's going to throw it at you and tell you to keep it moving, uh, which I which I can appreciate. So, very yeah. cool watch. Uh, certainly one to add to your collection. And for all of you adventurers, ruckers, you know people that, that like to be outdoorsy, 
go get you one of these. They're just fun and they're cheap and you can beat the crap out of them. So yeah. And if, you, if you want to know more about the brand, our buddies, uh, whiskey and watches did a, an interview with them a long time ago, but it's, it's a cool interview that he talks about how they, they make clocks for submarines and things like that, that are just like shatterproof and all this, yeah. all this cool stuff. I was like, damn, this is actually a sick brand. Yeah. It's it, and super underrated. I wish they had more, I wish they had more presence, especially in America. I mean, again, I know a lot of watch collectors know of Marathon and, and have purchased their products before. But people outside of the industry have no idea about this brand. I cannot tell you how many times I tried to push this on, on, on buddies of mine that are in law enforcement and military to, to wear this over something like a Luminox. You know, or like, you know, that's a, that's a mainstay that, you know, could be twice as expensive and not necessarily the same quality. Um, you know, but, you know, Branding, right? So, and I think I saw if you purchase a search and rescue diver, they have a deal. You get it's like ten percent off, oh, and, yeah, and you get a GPQ right. with it for free. And it's a mar it's a Mariglo GPQ, so it's not the um the tritium kind. Oh. It's it's a it's a limited run production that they have, but pretty cool. I mean, if you're into that. That's right. It's for it's for Valentine's Day, I think. Yeah, right? It it's is, like it you, if you if you buy the 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 full till automatic version, you'll get a little little baby watch for your spousey, your significant other. Yeah. So if you get any of their their search and rescues, get a free GPQ. So check that out. I am here for it. I am here for it. Right, okay. Boys. Wrapping up the last one. Save the best for last. Best because it's so crazy. <laughs> this watch, I don't even know how I found it. Uh, actually, you know what? I do remember how I found it. I was late night YouTubing, uh-huh. and our our good friend. I mean, I say friend. He probably has no idea who we are. No, he knows but... me. He does. Yeah, we talk. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Jory from uh, Just One More Watch, the YouTube channel, covered this piece. And I remember his, you know, sometimes he has kind of, you know, nothing against it, but he has kind of these clickbaity titles, you know, to get you to watch it. And it was just like, you know, the one watch like nobody's ever heard of that should have sold more, but it didn't. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? And he posts like a little silhouette of the picture. I'm like, I don't recognize this silhouette at all. So I started watching this video and he starts going through it. Apparently, Seiko made a timepiece basically to pull some of the market share off of when the moon swatch dropped. And as far as I can tell, this timepiece was only ever sold or continually being sold in basically New Zealand or Australia. But it is, get this, it is a 39 millimeter diver, basically like a Seiko five diver in a resin case. And it's an automatic. I think it's. I think it's got a hundred meters of water resistance. It's got Luma Bright. It's everything that you could want in a very funky cool watch, for like, what is it like one ninety, two hundred bucks, something like yeah, that? One ninety US. It's insane, and the fact that I can't get one of these nope. in tried. the US tried so hard. It, it is is doesn't make sense to me. So there's a few different versions of this in the lineup, and, and I know, bro, you know all of them. Yeah. But uh, the one that I really, really like is kind of this matte ghosted gray. It's almost the same color tone as the G-Shock that I was talking about earlier. But the reference number, and it, and I'll be honest with you, if you are listening to this podcast right now and you're going to go and try to find this watch, 
It is an act of God. These okay, are the correct even, reference numbers, by the way. Yeah, these are correct reference numbers. And even Google has a very hard yeah. time bringing them up. It's not like okay? I'm using Bing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a Seiko SRPG. And the last number for the one that I like is the 81. So this is SRPG 81. It is a matte gray resin case. It's a Seiko 5 diver or Seiko 5 inspired diver uh, in a 39 millimeter case with a day-date automatic movement. And it's the new series of movements. It's a 4R36, so it's hacking and hand-winding. And it's like 200 bucks. If this was sold in the U.S., there would not be a single one available. What like, a missed just, opportunity. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Because there's no way that this watch that is this freaking cool is not being sold in a market that I can obtain it. And apparently, according to Jory in his video, he's like, yeah, he's like retailers are having to like super discount them because they can't get them out. I'm like, so send them to the U.S. because we will buy them at full I'll retail. I'll gobble these up. It's like, I'll take one of every single color. It's less expensive than a Moon's watch, right? It's a day-day automatic 4R36 movement in a 39-millimeter Seiko. Like, what more could you want? Right now, granted, there's some there's some cost cutting measures, right? The watches, um, they they have you know screw down case backs, not screw, like not the, the case back doesn't screw in, but they have screws that screw the case back to the case. Uh, the movement is made in Malaysia, and the uh, the the movement and the case together are married in China. So there's some like concessions here that were made to keep the price point down to keep it affordable to keep it you know lower cost than a moon swatch but i'm okay with that i just want to buy one and i can't and it's killing me yeah i tried everything i tried foreign auction sites i i don't know how i can the only way you can do it is if you know somebody lives over there and can send you one we do. Oh, we do. That might work. Maybe we'll get I him just, on it. Maybe I just, we'll get I him on it. This. See if we can pull some strings. If they're even around anymore, who the hell knows? They might have. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if this is available. But yeah, what a what a missed opportunity. I mean, you would think with the popularity of the Moon Swatch, and kind of even just the jokes about the Sea Swatch, like them dropping a an affordable yeah. Seamaster, that you would have thrown this thing out there and just cleaned up. Yeah, I mean, e- even if you ride on the coattails, just just dropping this alone would have been enough notoriety to to get the pot stirred, and people would would have sought this out, especially when you have Seiko collectors that are so diehard for the for the five KX series for you know the SKX and like I mean, this is just a cool funky watch, and this is for me, this is a grab and go. It's not something that I know is going to be too serious, but that's the same way that I feel about the Moon's watch. Yeah, like I love it. I put it on, I wear it, I enjoy it, I beat it up, I scratch the crystal. It, what it, it is what it is, but it's just a watch to be enjoyed and to have fun. And this, for me, is exactly what, you know, in its most purest form, the hobby represents for me, is is something that's fun and exciting and, and, and cool, and something that doesn't take itself so seriously. This watch is so cool, and I want one so bad. There, I mean, I, at this point, I would take any of the colorways. Like, there's like a, an OD green. I think there's an all blue. Like an all like navy blue or something like that, if I remember correctly. Obviously, the gray one that I'm talking about here, 
Uh, but these watches are so freaking cool. The only way, if you if you guys are searching for these, that you can really find them, uh, there is, I believe, a Reddit thread about yeah. them that does have photos. Um, check it out because they're who knew this was the best kept so cool. secret. Have, I mean, and they have drilled lugs. I mean, like they have <laughs> drilled lugs. Okay, I just want some drilled lug thirty nine millimeter Seiko diver. In a four or thirty six movement, like is that is that so hard to ask? And I don't know. Maybe they only released it in Australia and New Zealand in that side of the world because it's like two very small countries. And if it was like a complete and utter disaster, like well, it's like oh, well, we only shipped out like a thousand. You know what I mean? Like it's a it could be like a very small test market. But I just feel like it's a huge miss because I think if this would have been launched in the U.S. It would have exploded. Yeah. Uh, Everyone and their mother would have this in their collection for sure. I'll cut the people off who are going to be upset that you called Australia a small country. It's small market is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, not a small. We're, it, we're aware it's a continent. It's okay. You don't have to be. You don't have to be that person. Save you the DM. Small country. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, this yes. Is, that small market is it's just a, It's just a very, very cool watch. And even, you know, Jody didn't have a lot of nice things to say about it per se, but for 190 bucks, I'll take a stab. I've thrown, I mean, I've thrown 190 bucks at worse things. That's And that's my point. Again, we talked about this at the beginning of this podcast episode. It's like, you know, for this type of money, you cannot expect the world. Right. You know, it, it, it's like you have to know what you are getting yourself into. There has to be an association of cost and an association of quality. This is obviously not a watch that is the highest quality because it's made of literally resin plastic. But when I think of the other sum of its parts, a 4 or 36 movement, right? It's not a it's not a Shaco movement, as you talked no. about earlier. This is a 4 or 36. It's in freaking turtles. Yep. Right? It has Lumabrite in a pretty decent application for a $200 watch. And it's 39 millimeters, which so many people argue is the sweet spot for so many pieces, inclusive of divers. This is just, to me, a grab-and-go fun watch. Put it on, beat the crap out of it, have a good time. It's got a Hardlex crystal. like It's all the stuff that you would expect from Seiko. It just happens to be in a plastic case. Maybe. I was trying to think if they really wanted to sell a ton of these. Put these in the U.S. and give it the same color scheme as the original SKX with the orange text. Oh, God. Right? I mean, you'd make it resin, so you'd make it like a light gray or something and a black bezel, but it would still be cool. I would still, I would mess with it. Absolutely. I mean, and the thing is, you know, this resin, you can make in any color. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's like the 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 steel kind of grayish blue that they have. So, so the main colorways is like there's a dark green all green there is an all black which again we talked about black having a moment there's an all blue with the blue sunray finish dial that's really really nice and this is like a nice gray blue and then there's the all matte gray um which is it's almost like a cement color they're beautiful like they're really really nice and if you even if you tweaked it just a little bit it would kill yeah I mean, just go for the jugular. It would it would kill. So so yeah, that's 
there's your bombshell for this episode. Yeah. Go, go get try lost. To find it. Go get lost. Go try tonight. to find yep. it. Go go get lost in in the Reddit files. And if you get if you get your hands on one, send it to me, please. <laughs> yes, we would love to, to just just to look at it, to review it, just to look at it. Uh, and if, and if you're looking for more information, go watch George's video at uh, just one more watch. Uh, shout out to him. Not that he listens to this podcast, but I'll give him a shout out mention anyway. He's how I even found out about this uh, uh, a whole entire world away. So, um, Jory, thank you. I wish I could get my hands on them. If you want to start shipping them out to the U.S., please let us know. Uh, but thanks. That's all I got. Yeah, and I know there was a ton of watches that we could have picked and, and you know, probably some easy ones or some good ones we probably missed along the way as well. I mean, I, I could think of a, a ton of watches that fall in this category. A lot of Timexes, G-Shocks. I mean, I'm not the hugest digital I'm more of an anti-digi kind of guy, but you know, even you mentioned Bostock is another good one that fits perfectly. Uh, Orient, I know probably you and I both try to steer away from that because it's just so obvious and on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, cool sidebar about Orient just for a moment. Actually, not even about Orient, but so my my sister-in-law is over the other uh, yesterday, and she's like, "Oh, I have to ask you." And I'm like, "Here it comes." She goes, "I bought my bro- boyfriend a watch," and I'm like, "Oh God!" Like, let's see what I this is going to be. What are MVMT Mako? Boom! Good job, Jules. Really? Way to go, way to go, kiddo. And she didn't even consult you? Nope, 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 nope. She must have just done her research, checked her ad, and probably some of the good folks like you at home made enough posts on the interwebs that. <laughs> Orient yeah. Mako, I said this is a fine selection. Wow. Yep. That's that's pretty gutsy. And she's a college student, so like it's not nothing that price yeah yeah yeah, for sure for sure but yeah that's pretty gutsy like if 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 anybody that i knew sibling friend or whatever like they're gonna buy a watch like i am their first freaking call like i i've sold so many watches (laughs) for like brands and things that that i've never been a part of because i just know it's a great value for that person in their station in life or their accessibility or what they're looking for like it makes sense and I really wish I could got a commission on all those sales because that would have been awesome. But you know, it, it that's pretty gutsy to just like forge your own way and just go out alone and and try to make a try to make a solid move. Yeah, it was pretty. What close. is it? What a solid move! That's yeah. a that's pretty awesome. And for a boyfriend too, not even a husband, boyfriend, lucky yeah. guy. Yeah, starting out with a big gift. Yeah, a watch. So that's cool. I was I was and very. That's how you know it must be serious. Very proud for that. But uh, but yeah, there's a ton of ton of watches we could have went with. I mean. There's new ones every day. I mean, even like that that gold brew was pretty awesome. I think it's 450. I'd have to sneak sneak in some F91 age, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody has their own picks. You want to bounce them off us, go ahead. And if you've got your hands on a resin Seiko, please, please let us know. <laughs> yes, an SRPG. The 81 is the one that I'm looking yeah. for, guys. And there are SRPG other SRPGs. That, that kind of field-looking watch is also an SRPG, but it's like 37. It's not uh, – these are up in the 70s and 80s. So yeah, yeah. don't get don't get dis- dissuade by that. Anyways, uh, that's it for this week, and we'll catch you next week on episode 69. <laughs> one more closer to 70. That's right. That's really what it is. Anyways, good night, all. Schmidt, be good. I will see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care, bud. Later.